Hello, hello, beautiful people, mi gente bella. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Santana Says, where we talk about everything from Roblox to relationships, everything in between, and the overall journey of life. I'm excited, as always, to bring you another edition of the show. But also, if you have been following, we just celebrated our little birthday, so we, you know, first year of having the podcast and so we are now into year two crazy to say but that's happening and so now it is an entirely new year new opportunities new things new topics all the things that we gonna delve into and continue to go um but as always we want to acknowledge where we are you know what it is that we are you know getting into just starting with grounding so of course i always like to be able to provide that background first so it's clear what it is that we're going to be discussing and then you know moving forward most recently we just had an episode on our birthday so we did talk about different celebrations you know what you know just highlighting what it is that we were able to cover and all the great things we were able to do and then i put a call out that i would now like to talk more deeply because it's not like it's a topic that we haven't discussed, just that I would like to touch more on what life looks like on the other side, on the other side of any abuse, on the other side of any trauma, and on the other side of any difficulties that we have ever had to face or any difficulties like that, right? Those ones that have like really marked us and really shaped us, what life can look like on the other side of those. And so that was my first one. And so what was interesting about that is I now said that that is what I, those are the topics I want to make sure are highlighted in this new year, you know, as we go into these topics and what that looks like and what steps we could take to embrace that, right? And so like how we can get there. The interesting thing is I actually, in order to really go into that, the first thing I wanted to be able to acknowledge is what time of year it is right now. And so this episode is coming to you today on Feel Good Friday after what is known to us as Thanksgiving, what I called myself Day of Giving Thanks, and what some people refer to as Thanksgiving. So if you follow different individuals and different contributors to the fields, so obviously that's a, that's a lot of different names for one particular holiday. And so, and the thing is, it can, what that means is one particular day and one celebration, we can call it a holiday, whatever word we would like to use can mean different things for different people. And so what can be a source of celebration for some can be harder for others. And so one of the first steps that I want to cover when it comes to what life looks like on the other side of anything we're facing is not that I want to you know, put a dim light on things that are going on, but acknowledge the reality, actually, of what is going on. That's that's what I really want to do. And to say that when you start to embrace life on the other side of anything, any difficult moment you face, any time where you have fallen and any time where you have had to start over, the secret I want to give you is that it does not mean that your life now has no more difficulty and it doesn't mean that now you no longer have to, you know, no longer face anything that is difficult or that evokes emotion. And so I don't want it to seem like, I would never want that to feel like that's the advice I'm giving is that when you heal or when, or when you're working on your healing or as you're going through, you no longer have to worry about those things. All those things are behind you. Completely the opposite. It is actually when you're in a great healing place that you can feel your emotions better 
take those difficult moments head on and really be equipped to take on those experiences with a better mindset and with better framing. And so that's what I think too is that it's going to be the goal of today is that mainly talking about how we can like absolutely frame things better while not well, not well, like not ignoring what is taking place. And so what I really want to, you know, be able to acknowledge first and foremost, like I said today, is that around this time last year, I was talking a lot about gratitude. And honestly, that was still <laughs> that's still very much to go, y'all. I need I like love living my life with gratitude. I and also there's just so many things that I am grateful for. You know, like I like I had mentioned yesterday, it definitely includes my friends. It definitely includes a great circle of family where I'm at with my family, where, um, you know, the great meals that I was able to share yesterday, all those great things, and having this platform. So as mentioned, I'm always going to be grateful to any move that I have done where I have reclaimed, you know, my time, where I feel like I have allowed myself to finally step out of a shadow. It's something I'm going to celebrate. So this podcast is definitely an example of that, but there are also many other things that I have been a part of that represent that. And so very proud of it very happy to have it but I also you know it is something that I had said but what I had also said around this time last year was that gratitude is especially something you should do even during the difficult moments and you got to challenge yourself to look at things that you're grateful for even when things you know even when things might be hard around you and so I had actually asked you know a lot of others like what is it you know that they are grateful for but I know that right now it's hard for some individuals to feel grateful for anything given the things that are taking place and so one yes I am one of those individuals that does believe in the value of honoring those who are indigenous to our world and the fact that knowing that a lot of the things that we call freedoms were on the backs of a lot of people we did gain them we didn't gain them freely you know and so like unfortunately there are ways you know a lot of things that happen and so acknowledging that history I feel like it's really what's going to help us to embrace our true freedoms and being able to know that and so that was something that I was really appreciative of that my circle you know took did give acknowledgement to yesterday and so even myself I focused more on what I was thankful for and being able to say that and saying that yep this was a great day to be around family but of course as a violence prevention advocate I was very grateful for the conversations and that's why I'm having a conversation now about how there still is a lot of violence however that is taking place in our world and I absolutely acknowledge that Thanksgiving is a day that we now acknowledge as that you know as a day of giving thanks and all of that but it did at one point did take place on a day where a lot of violence occurred and so I'm not one where I feel like it helps to ignore that I'm not one where I feel like we're going to do ourselves any service by not acknowledge not acknowledging that and being able to move forward you know move forward in that way while not by saying it because for some that brings up a very big day of sadness because of that because of that reality and because of, because of that history and the other thing is that wherever we stand on where you know the war that is taking place in our world right now between Israel and Palestine you know again Hamas versus you know those uh that are there the main thing is that I did not start this podcast so I actually had some feedback when I first <laughs> got into that that about the politics behind that I did not start this podcast to be a political commentator so that's why I only touch on it the way I can from the viewpoint that I have because that is the only way that I can do that and that's the only way I can enter that space and that conversation but it's definitely something that is happening and as a person who takes such a firm stance against violence it's hard 
it's hard to know that that is happening right now, regardless of where you stand on it. It's just, it's a hard reality to really face right now. And I know we are actually entering a temporary ceasefire, but even that is very disheartening because one, it is temporary in nature. And two, there are many individuals who hold the power to make that ceasefire permanent, and they're not. I love that there are many people that are calling on those leaders to be able to make that a permanent ceasefire, but the fact that that's not happening is what really pains me to know, and it's really just something, a difficult reality to sit with, knowing that that is taking place in our world. The other thing is that, as I had, you know, always want to be able to mention is that when it comes to the holidays, there are a lot of individuals who, apart from what is happening there, you know, and for many other reasons, have lost individuals at this time. And so I just, I know that the holidays, as much as it is a celebration, can be a very triggering time for many. And so I wanted to make sure that we let you know that just like I mentioned before, that doesn't mean that you are any weaker for feeling that at this time, you know, during this time of year, and that that actually makes you an incredibly normal and valid person for having that experience. And we want you to know that it is okay to feel that, you know, during these moments. And that because of that, I actually wanted to not only lift that up, you know, and just and just acknowledge that that's, you know, maybe happening for many, but just offer some tips on what that could look like. At my the school that I work at, we actually took time this year to acknowledge the reality that it is also Grief Awareness Month. And so, and that makes perfect sense, honestly, right now, especially given where our world is at, what is taking place in our world. But again, acknowledging that we are in holiday season and there are a lot of people that are celebrating the holidays, but they don't, there are certain individuals that are not able to celebrate the holidays with them. And that is obviously making their holidays look very, very different and making it very hard to smile when they're feeling that void. You know, they're feeling it, they're sitting with it, and they're carrying that void of a person that is no longer able to be there, you know, for whatever reason, they're not able to be there. And so I think the one thing that was really remarkable about being able to just acknowledge that reality was that I had a conversation with our students about the stages of grief, just like, what are they, you know, what do they look like? How do they, you know, take place? And I always have found it so very fascinating that when we look at grief, that's one of the, there's so many emotions that can teach us so many things, right? But grief is definitely a very fascinating one to me because it is certainly a very difficult one, right? But it's also one that nobody really prepares for and one that, like many other emotions, looks so different for so many different people. It's not a one size fits all. It doesn't, there is no way, there is no one way that anybody can possibly take on their grief, can face it, and is going to feel it. But it does take these stages. It's one of the best ones to paint what it looks like to actually feel your emotions and the damage it can cause to not feel them. Grief does that in one of the best ways because when we look at the stages of it to begin with, it actually starts with denial. And so knowing that, Grief is one of the main ones that, it, that's the, one of the main clear signs that you are actually facing grief is the fact that you are actually denying that it is taking place. So it starts with that. Like it actually goes into that. It means that you, and it, and it means too that it is such an overwhelming feeling that it is hard for you to actually accept that it is taking place. And that's the thing that's hard about any big emotion. And that's what's happening right now in our world to a lot of people. And that's why I was saying that I would love, I'm glad I'm using my platform to acknowledge that I would, I'm never going to stand before y'all or, you know, sit before you and not 
acknowledge those things and if I decided to you know be able to start a platform where we can have conversations where I want to be able to acknowledge hard realities where I want to live in a world where we're eventually free of violence or where I want you to know what that looks like that includes starting with the beginning first and acknowledging where we are and how we're feeling and that that is okay to feel that way and that we need to embrace that more and actually and actually feel that but actually name that you know and to and it's okay to sit with that but I, it's also okay to know that for a lot of people, it's really hard to acknowledge that right now. And it's really hard to even take that on. For some, some people are intentionally not engaging in that. And that, that makes sense too. Like a lot of us don't want to have to actually sit with that. It actually becomes more difficult to do that. And that is understandable. But I also know that in a lot of times in our lives, we do that also. And so even with difficult moments that we're facing, even with difficult experiences, we don't give our chance, ourselves chance to just sit with those emotions, we do deny them. And we don't say it immediately. The denial isn't also like outright. We don't immediately say, oh, it isn't like that, you know, right now I just, I just don't wanna deal with that in this moment or you know what it is. No, we do it in other ways. We show it in our actions. We show it in the things that we choose to put our times into. And we show it in ways where we don't ever give ourselves pause and fill our schedules with things in an effort to avoid whatever is taking place with it. So like we actually show the denial. And sometimes we do voice it. Sometimes we are like, no, I just don't even, you know, I don't have the capacity to even be able to accept this right now. And I don't even have the capacity to fully process this incredible thing that is happening to me that I didn't even expect to have to deal with, you know, and that makes complete sense. And I feel like there's a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of importance and power that goes into that. And just knowing that impact that that carries and, you know, what goes into that. So denial makes complete sense to me that is the first step, but it's also a very powerful one that it really just shows how incredible our emotions can be, especially when it does come in the form of grief. But it's also interesting that it is followed actually by anger. And I feel like I'm seeing that a lot by a lot of people around me. And I'm seeing that a lot happen, of course, in our world. And there are a lot of people right now who just feel very angry. And, and there's no way that I don't understand why we feel that way. So this isn't a call to be like, well, you know, just for that. Like I, my thing is that I'm glad people are feeling their emotions and I completely can understand it. It's just that I can also see that there are a lot of people living in their anger right now. And that, that's all the you know, reality I wanna make sure I acknowledge as well. And I know that I've done that. <laughs> Uh, anger is a place that I have lived in for a while and sometimes I've even been uh, I remember when I first started the podcast a lot of people I wouldn't get really passionate about what I'm saying and I remember somebody saying like wow like that's a lot of anger for a violence prevention advocate and I'm like I feel like I'm fired up you know what I mean I feel like I'm just showing you know my passion behind something but no you're not gonna hear me say that you know I can choose to only that I can only be angry if you have followed my journey I have even said that there have been many times where I did start with the anger and I used the anger as a spark and it definitely was a start to a movement but I knew that I couldn't stay angry because honestly when we make a lot of decisions when we are angry oh y'all those are the most dangerous ones to make because when we are angry that means that we are acknowledging that we're upset for sure right and so we're, we're acknowledging that there's some wrong that has happened to us. We're also not necessarily acknowledging so much the hurt part. I think we're acknowledging more of the wrong, you know, more of that, you know, like all of it. But usually when we're angry, 
we want somebody to acknowledge that anger. We really, there's a lot of, there's more of a pull or draw to want to get even. That is the problem that really happens with living in the world of anger is that we want somebody to feel our pain. And so we want that revenge to happen. And so like, not always, right? Not always. I know some people, you know, feel their anger again in different ways. And of course, with everything I say, once again, there's not a perfect way for everyone to experience that. But that is a danger that I definitely want us to know is that living in a place of anger, making decisions while you are angry, certainly cannot necessarily help you when you're doing it in that way. And when you're carrying your life that way. It is very difficult. It does mean that there's an awakening happening within you. So I think it's great to then, you know, if you really sit with your feelings of anger, to think about what is it that you're angry about? You must be upset about something. And I'm sure that there is some great truth behind that. And it's a great opportunity to really come to terms with whatever it is that is making you upset. Because I'm sure there is a reason for that. And you have every right to feel that. But I don't want you to stay in that place. And I'll be honest too, is that, I've even seen it with my children at school, but also in my own home. And so like anger has been something that has come up quite a lot this year with students definitely that I have service who will come to school like in, in you could tell like in incredibly angry places who will show anger towards others and who were, but as soon as you started having conversations with them, the tears could not stop falling. Honestly, once once you got to that point. But here's the thing that also happens with anger is that it's a great way to repel other people and to not bring them in. It's a great defense mechanism for us to use and to stay in because when somebody sees you angry, they don't immediately think, oh, let me comfort you. A lot of people see anger and they're like, okay, let me stay away from you. Let me let you have that moment. I don't want to, you know, aggravate it further. You know, I don't want to be the target of your anger. And so... You know, a lot of do that. Or unfortunately, like we'll see too, some people would try to match it, you know, which is unfortunately what we're also seeing take place in our world too, where people are trying to match other people's anger. And instead of, you know, trying to come to an understanding, you know, and get to a higher place, a lot of people are instead choosing to fight one another. And I'm not, and so that's why I'm saying, I, I do think there's a war happening in our world. Of course there is, there absolutely is one, but there have been a lot of wars that have been happening amongst people just in our own daily lives you know, and just in our own neighborhoods, you know, and within ourselves. And, you know, a lot of us are angry with a lot of other people, but there's a lot of us who are also angry with ourselves, who are very angry with ourselves for choices that we've made, you know, for paths that we've taken and for mistakes that we don't really want to come to terms with and don't really want to say out loud. And, or because as mentioned, tying it back to grief is that some of us are really upset with the role that we feel like we played in why an individual is no longer here. And so there are a lot of us who behind all that anger feel a lot of guilt behind a person's passing, feel like they are the, you know, they contributed to that person's passing and that they may be the reason why a person is here. And I just, I know that that has happened so many times with so many people that I have talked to and so many people feel responsible and not just for losses in that way, but who feel responsible for people separating, you know, for, you know, for people no longer being in relationships with one another, who blame themselves for so many other, you know, decisions that again, were bigger than them, but 
still had everything to do with them because it was it was with a person that they knew and that they had some kind of relationship and connection to or you know connection with and so as a result of course you know we feel that way we feel like we have a role to play in that and of course when that person isn't here for any reason and especially if that person is no longer alive of course we feel ultimately responsible in some way that maybe if we would have did something differently that person would still be here maybe if i would have reached out to that person more they wouldn't have felt like they had to leave this earth. Or maybe if I could have had a conversation with the person that was considering whatever it is that they were doing, maybe they would have reconsidered. You know, and I just think, I totally understand why we feel that way. And I totally understand why we do those, you know, have those conversations like that with ourselves. And I totally get why it's easy to point the finger inward, right, when those things are happening. But I also think we just, we have to know that a lot of these things are bigger than ourselves. And we have to know that everybody operates in a way in the world that we don't have complete control over. We have to acknowledge the realities of what it is that we can control and the things that we can't, you know, and how that is allowed to be able to change and evolve and grow and look different. And that we're not helping ourselves by staying angry. And we're not helping ourselves by staying upset or by continuing to place blame, whether that is on someone else or whether it is on ourselves or as a deflection, you know, from, you know, from ourselves to put that on someone else and to project those feelings. We don't, we need to be able to allow ourselves to move, you know, to move away from that and to not give in to the temptation of succumbing to that. And so I feel like we need to, you know, really be able to help ourselves, but it definitely, that's why we have to know that a lot of these emotions really are trying to tell us a lot. Grief is, like I said, certainly one of them, but anger absolutely is an incredibly great teacher. It can be a great teacher, but a lot of the times we don't allow it to be one. We allow it to be something, we allow it to be more of a, you know, a blanket. We allow it to be more of an excuse and we allow it to be more of an escape from what it is that we are actually feeling instead of embracing it and helping it to help us really see what is really inside of ourselves. And so a lot of, a lot of people actually stay, like I said, in the angry phase, they lead their, they lead their lives in angry ways and they never allow themselves to break free from what is happening when they're in such an angry place. And so, you know, it, it definitely, and even when some do, that's the incredible part of the next stage of, of grief is that some people will still try to minimize it. So like, even when you're finally getting there where you're like, well, no, I mean, I can understand that there's something behind that. We still try not to fully acknowledge what it is, right? Because then it becomes real. And so the next stage of grief is actually the negotiation one where we actually really try to do that bargaining. And it's, it's incredible to me how, how many times do we do that? You know, like where we're like, well, no, not really. I mean, yes, that happened, but not, it's not, ex that's not exactly, you know, what took place. And I mean, even when I was in my own abusive relationship, how many times would I would be like, oh, well, I mean, yes, I wasn't in an abusive relationship, but he didn't hit me all the time, right? So like, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, it wasn't every day. You know I mean? There was plenty of days where he didn't hit me. Or like, there was plenty of days where we didn't argue. And there were plenty of situations where, you know, I, like, it, it wasn't. And there's so many other people where it's worse, you know? And so I feel like, 
I mean, we should acknowledge that and not really my situation because obviously there's a lot of people where it's worse for them. And so like, that's better as if that was really making me feel better. Right. Or like, as if I wasn't realizing that, okay, in the process of doing that though, you're not acknowledging the incredible wrong that did happen to you and you're making it almost seem like it didn't occur. Right. Like you're still allowing yourself to go right back to the beginning of denial. And in the process of doing that, where I'm literally, I was almost erasing it. You know, an erasure is a big thing. And so we don't, erasure is huge. And there's a lot of things that we do in our world that, in an, in that, and that's what we're not acknowledging is that, and that's why I have such a big stand of this, things like gentrification and against, you know, and why we, I like to acknowledge the realities that are taking place in our world, you know, whether that, and how that all intersects, like whether it's the racism, the discrimination, the supremacy, the, all these, you know, different factors and how they all come together because that is what we should not be doing in our world is erasing what has happened, you know, and not acknowledging our histories and not acknowledging that we have come from a line of other people and that things have happened to them and that if we don't acknowledge them, we will not break them. We will continue to face the same histories and the same past and the same patterns. And so, as I told y'all, yeah, we are going to embrace life on the other side. But guess what? It doesn't mean not acknowledging what has happened to us. And it doesn't mean not acknowledging our feelings and where we are. It's actually, that is the first step to being able to gain freedom. Is that we don't, <laughs> we don't ignore it. You know, and that we allow ourselves to sit with it. You know, and that we allow ourselves to see it because we do ourselves a disservice when we don't do that. And we push ourselves many steps back when we do that. And so as mentioned, yes, there's a lot of people that are still in that bargaining phase, you know, and especially with losses, too, where they're just, you know, there's still so much coming to terms with that that they can't. They can't even utter that that's what occurred. It happens. It does happen with abuse also. Or like, yes, I mean, the abuse has happened, but I mean. I mean, but that person, you know, but they still do show a lot of great love towards me, you know, and I just feel like, or if somebody has left your life, you're, you're bargaining with yourself like, oh, well, no, I mean, there's a chance they'll still come back. I mean, we don't, you know, that may still happen or, you know, we, we do whatever we can really to just help ourselves to just feel better, you know, about what it is. But we don't realize that we're lying to ourselves though. Bargaining a lot of behind that is lying. And when we lie to ourselves, we don't help ourselves to get anywhere else better. And that is why we live in lies. You know, and we don't realize like how much that also pulls us back, but how much that keeps us from being able to know who we really are and what life can look like for us because we spend more time lying to ourselves, really denying ourselves and really denying our realities and, you know, and our development. And really keeping ourselves from being able to unlock those different levels of development because we're not coming to terms with where we really are and who we really are. And so that's definitely just another great other one. But the other one that is like incredibly fascinating to me about all of this is that after those first three stages of grief is that depression actually comes after that. Like after all of those, that is where depression is at. And I remember telling especially the students that I was, you know, going over that with is that why? Like, what not that? Like, do we really take time to really think about, like, why is that one later? Like, why wouldn't it be that when we face an incredible loss, right, when we've gone through something that hard, why wouldn't depression be the first one? Like, why wouldn't that be where we start, you know, and be able to do that? Why would there be all these other steps, you know, prior? But it's like, because as mentioned, it's something so great and so big that 
you actually have to take time to sit through all your feelings and finally feel them to actually get to the place where you're actually experiencing the true emotion that's behind it, which is, which can be the depression, which can be the sadness. And so that is why what I want people to know is that sadness, if that's the case, and if, if you are actually finally allowing yourself to feel your feelings and sadness means that you're on the brink of actually accepting it because acceptance, of course, being the last stage of emotion, then that means that there is actually freedom on the other side of sadness. That means that there is actually a lot of growth that can happen on the other side of that emotion. And that emotion that we took all this time to deny and keep ourselves from experiencing is actually one that can help us <laughs> to actually get to a greater place and get to a wonderful you know, spot in our lives. And so it's interesting to me that we spend so much time avoiding that, right? Or, you know, acknowledging that and really sitting with that, that we spend a lot of time keeping ourselves from the very, you know, thing that can help us, you know, be where we need to be. And so I think we just can spend, that's why I think we need to really be able to, if, if a moment is difficult for you, to be able to give ourselves more spaces to say that. And if something is happening right now, like with what's going on in the world, if that is causing a lot of difficult emotions for you to be able to acknowledge that, but also voice that, you know, and let someone know, because you also can't really deal with any of these things that we just mentioned, right? If nobody knows about it. And if you're sitting, and honestly, I know with some of us, it actually is better sometimes to come to terms with that with ourselves, but not to stay by ourselves during this entire process. I don't think grief is one at all that you are ever going to be able to completely overcome only by sitting by yourself and in, in the company of just yourself and not getting any type of help or support. Not at all. Like you definitely need to be able to give yourself that opportunity that if you're really going to accept where you are and what has happened, that also means accepting now the help that can come afterward and really being able to give yourself that chance. But it does mean acceptance. Right. And it does mean being able to give yourself that permission to say, I'm not OK, or this really just isn't sitting with me well, or I just really miss, you know, miss whatever it is that you miss. Right. Because it could be that you're missing a certain person right now. It could be that you're missing what you had and it could be that you're missing who you were. And so I know a lot of people are also grieving the fact that they are not the same person they once were. But I think, too, that there's that can be a great thing. That can be a great thing to no longer be that person, because, again, now you have experience. You know, you now know more about yourself. And that is something remarkable that I continue to give thanks for. And that's why I'm glad that we have a day of being able to give thanks, you know, that we have a time to be able to pause and do that. And I'm always going to be so grateful for that. Because any day where I live where I've learned more and now I know more about myself and I can move in the world in a better way is a great day. It's, it's a great day, and I'd rather have that than to be operating in a place where I don't, where I'm not acknowledging of those things. I'm desperately doing everything I can to hide them, and in the process, not really moving or living, you know, because that's not really a life that you're living. That's a life that you're surviving, and that's a life that you're not really allowing yourself a chance to really, you know, grow in and really, and to really thrive and blossom. Because if we're really going to blossom as individuals, then yes, we are going to need to you know, acknowledge what those things are about ourselves that are holding ourselves back from doing it. We're not going to blossom in a space of, you know, and even if we do, we're only, it's, there's going to be catches behind that, you know, and they're, they're only, they're only going to feel so great for so long because they're not really true and they're not really authentic and they're not really complete in that way. They are faulty for a reason. They're flawed. 
and they don't contain all of the elements that we need to truly be successful beings and to really be able to see the world in the best light that we can. And so with that, I know I had also wanted to um, mention that, you know, acknowledging that reality and knowing that the holidays can look very different for so many people. I know that it is still a great time. And so we are definitely still acknowledging the great thing that it is. It's always a great, you know, celebration. It is great when people are able to come together. And so for those who are able to do that, I think it's wonderful. I hope that you have, you know, enjoyed that time. And for those of you who are facing the reality of it looking different for you, right? And that it might not include the same elements that it did before. I want you to know that because of that, you're allowed to do whatever you can with that. And here are some, you know, at least some suggestions that I would add is that, you know, give yourself permission to start some new traditions, you know, in your family. And so, you know, whatever that may be, and if, if on, if around this time you have lost someone, or if it's the fact that you are more reminded of a person around this time that you no longer have, give yourself space to be able to feel that, you know, like write those feelings actually down. I actually, there were some students who created great letters that they wrote in their individuals. And it was, they wrote incredible messages. I was expecting maybe like a couple sentences or they'll just say a little something. I'm talking about a complete paper that had no lines on it was filled from top to bottom with things that they just had wanted to say and just messages that they wanted to be able to communicate. They hadn't really given themselves a chance to be able to do prior to this that were incredible to see. I think it's also incredible when we are able to, you know, pull up, you know, you know, memories of that person. When we talk about, you know, what it is, or again, or whatever that experience was, whatever it is that we may be grieving at this time, just giving ourselves space to do that, you know, pulling those memories out, you know, going wherever we can, you know, to celebrate it and, you know, doing it however we, you know, can do it. And especially with others who also remember that person, you know, that creating that circle amongst you and not having to do again that grieving process by yourself, but really also fighting that urge to feel like you have to because you are facing a loss and that because things may look different for you that you don't you shouldn't celebrate at all or that you're less of a person if you do that. If you can find a different way to celebrate it, you know, if there's a way for you to, again, um, surround yourself amongst those who do love you, who do support you, and who, again, may help you remember that person in a positive light or that experience, please allow yourself to do that. Please fight that urge to stay by yourself and to not, and to just cower away and not even want to, or, and actually not like that, but I mean like hide yourself is what I mean. And like feel like, you don't need to be around anyone or in any space and that you can't do that amongst others that, you know, can help you do that in a supportive way. This is the time where you deserve to feel that more than anyone. And I want you to feel encouraged to be able to do that and to make sure that you have enough individuals around you that can help you do that in a healthy way. And that whatever that looks like for y'all, that you can absolutely do it amongst them and that you do it. So again, the letter writing can be great. Um, definitely, you know, pulling up memories is all is, is wonderful. Whatever your meditative practice may be, if you light a candle for someone at this time, you know, if you, again, acknowledge just some memories, if you pull out pictures, whatever it may be. But also, if any of those things are just too hard for you, and if at the end of the day, you, the way you grieve it is just, it looks completely different, and you know that you carry them, whatever way you do carry them, it may be more quiet, right? And it may not have those those symbols behind it, allowing your space, yourself space to let it look like that and just giving yourself an opportunity to at least have that in whatever way that may be. But also I want to 
let those know those who may also be feeling guilt, not just because of the loss that they experienced, but I know I also spoke to someone recently who asked, who actually felt bad because they hadn't actually, you know, been acknowledging. They were they were starting to not hear their family members talk as much about the person that, you know, they lost and they were starting to feel alone in the fact that and they felt they beat themselves up because the anniversary of a passing had come around and they didn't remember it, you know, and they were starting to feel disconnected from the memory and then they spent the whole day you know, just completely feeling just completely wrong, you know, and just and guilty because they hadn't done that. Just knowing that that's we don't need to do that to ourselves. It is OK that we understand that with time, a lot of things may happen and it doesn't make you it doesn't mean that you love that person any less just because now the way that you're remembering them looks different. And because you don't immediately and also on the other side of that. And because you, it might not immediately come to your mind, but on the other side of that, I want to acknowledge that there are different times of year that can make these things very difficult. The holidays could be one, right? But for others, it could be around the time that the person, you know, was, you know, you had shared a great memory with this person, or it could be that the anniversary of when you did something with them or when something difficult came up, like when they passed or whatever it may be. So knowing that there may be different times of year where your connection to this experience may look different, but that all of those are okay. And it's okay to give yourself space during those times to feel it. And that's probably the best time to feel it and to give yourself time and opportunity to just experience it and really give yourself that opportunity to come to terms with it in the best way and to stop cheating yourself from really being able to get to the place where you're just accepting where you are and knowing that it is okay to have that reality and to be able to do that. And once you do, you know, you can actually allow yourself to get into other great things and give yourself space and opportunity to, you know, give back to the world in a way where you feel better about where you are and that you can really give back to yourself in a great way. And I know that another thing that I wanted to shout out is this is a great time of year because especially because it's such a commercialized time and we spend a lot more time thinking about, you know, how we can acknowledge each other with just gifts and, you know, different things. It's actually Black Friday. So, you know, like a lot of people are probably shopping right now as we uh, as we speak or as we have this conversation. But knowing that it might be a great time to also just get back, you know, whether that's to yourself. If you haven't done anything for yourself in a while, please do that. Um, if you are able to volunteer at this time, I did it. And it was one of the best experiences I had. So, like... I participated in Stony, so shout out to uh, Stony, also known as Keisha. <laughs> like, but um, I'm really funny, Stony on Instagram. You know, just had this great dinner. You know, give back that she, you know, was able to put on for homeless people in, you know, for homeless individuals in our community, and it was incredible to see, you know, to be a part of that great effort. And to really be during a time where it really is all about, you know, coming together ourselves and feeding ourselves, that we could do something for someone else, you know. And it was in the great people that were there, you know, and everyone that was there, the focus was on how can we help others, you know, and how can we put a smile on all these other people's faces and how can we get outside of just ourselves and make these people feel better, but do it in a very great way, not doing it. You know, not minimizing our efforts just because these people are, you know, are homeless or because they are coming from backgrounds. No, knowing, acknowledging that these are people that deserve, if anything, better efforts, you know, and like incredible efforts on that way and deserve to be celebrated more than anyone because they have faced incredibly difficult times and they deserve all the support in the world. And because we're no better than them, you know, we, we should never, you know, not acknowledge that there's many moments where 
we could have easily also been in those situations and we have no right to judge other people for where they are or to make it seem like a person in that situation is less than a person. You know, they're just in a certain situation, you know, and they're, you know, they are facing whatever they may be facing, but that's a person that deserves love more than anyone. And we, those are the people that we should show more love to. And I just hope that during this time where it can be a difficult time for some, and like I said, still a great time for many, that we can encourage ourselves to show more love during this time, to really embrace once again our call to freedom and what that looks like and acknowledging the realities that go into that. And so allowing ourselves to feel our feelings, allowing ourselves to acknowledge where we may be and that you know, we can do that in community with other people. And if we have the opportunity to help other people, that we do that, right? That we band together and embrace that. And that, you know, we can help each other as we continue to, you know, crawl out of these places and continue to grow and evolve as the wonderful individuals that we are. And still, as always, thank you so very much for being part of this conversation on that. You know, thank you for and always, you know, being supportive and, you know, being a part of those efforts and, you know, being a part of this journey with me, you know, that we can do that together and that, you know, as always with that, all the great things that you could have listened to and all the great things you could take part in that I was part of that, you know, and so I'm glad that, you know, as anytime you get to an end of the episode, y'all got to know how much gratitude I have for knowing that that means that you have participated with me, you know, in something and that that means that you made me part of your day, your journey, whatever it may be. I'm glad that I could be part of that and I don't take that lightly. And I love it. And so I have, and in an effort to that, I actually wanted to say shout out. Um, I did start, you know, a little small, a little effort, but there is a mental health support group that I did start, especially around this time, but just in general, because I was feeling called to do it. Um, I started it on Facebook, mostly with a lot of my Facebook friends, because that is where I have a lot of my network, the biggest part of my network. And so I did put some details there. So for those who, um, but again, it's new, it hasn't even begun yet. And so as I told y'all, I promise that I would let y'all know first, if I'm doing anything like that, if there's anyone that is listening that would like to know more, I am offering it virtually as well as in person. So for those who are local in Cleveland, but for those around the world, I mean, I know that there's a lot of listeners from all over. And so if there's anyone that would like to connect more with me, be a part of that and feel called to that, just like I was, please reach out. You can always find Santana Says on Instagram, um, Santana Says with one underscore at the end. So S-A-N-T-A-N-A-S-A-Y-S with an underscore. That's the same handle for TikTok. But also on Facebook, we do have a page where you can like, where you can follow us. And if you just want to hit me up on via email, you can always do that at Santana Says Podcast at gmail.com. So don't forget to reach out, tap in, let me know, you know, what it is that you may need. And, you know, again, if this resonated with you, if it helped you, I'm glad. Um, but if it also sparked anything new and more things that you want to talk about, then reach out. But please do that. You know, feel free to do that in community with others and keep embracing that call to freedom and that journey of growth. And let's continue to do that with one another. Thank you. <laughs>